Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. Veritas, welcome back to our final episode in our series, Into the Weird. We're here with my fellow weirdos, Jeff Meyer, Matthew Morgan, Jordan Howe. Uh, we've been looking at some things that unfortunately we see as weird, but in Scripture they're a reality. But uh, in the context from our world, looking out into things like the Holy Spirit, angels, demons, and today we're going to talk about spiritual warfare. So you guys ready to jump in? <laughs> Let's yeah. Do yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Let's just jump jump right into this. Uh, what is spiritual warfare? I think, honestly, just a reality of everything we've talked about in these last several episodes coming together. Uh, I know one text we're going to jump into is Ephesians 6. Uh, Ephesians 6.12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, meaning it's not just what we see in front of us, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So I would add, you know, because we haven't necessarily discussed like the hardness of a person's heart. So you have the spiritual realm, but I think some of the wickedness within us, like if if the chief end of man is to glorify God, it is that battle that goes on no matter which front it's mm-hmm. on. It's the battle that takes us away from glorifying God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's certainly the result. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I think as, as a created being, if our sole purpose is to bring God glory, like what if it's not about being a dad? What if it's not about being a mom? What mm-hmm. if it's not about having a job? What if it's not about having an education? What if it's not about all those things? And it really truly is about glorifying God in all those things. And you have all these distractions coming at you in the various forms, whether it be demonic, whether it be your own hard heart running rampant, or whether it be flat out Satan, you know? Yeah. And it's not always, it's not always like how war is glorified in the movies, right? Sometimes it is that subtle. What if, what about, did God really say it? Like it's that sometimes it's that subtle tugging on your sin, right? Yeah. To go chase after it, right? Yeah. So where do we see this in Scripture? What What are the insights that we get? You reference Ephesians 6, um, where it says the schemes of the devil. We talked about this before. To be aware that there's a real game plan and strategy behind the enemy. Um, and, and there's a vicious passion that the devil roams around like a roaring lion ready to devour. Um, This is something we just should not take lightly. But in Ephesians 6, Jordan, the passage that you reference, where he says, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that we make as Christians is we misidentify the real enemy. Mm -hmm. We try to fight it on a physical front Mm -hmm. when there's a spiritual reality Mm -hmm. um, that we spend far too little attention to. Yeah. Yeah, and I recently heard David Livingston, he's a pastor in our network over at Treeline in Ann Arbor, essentially say, Satan is smarter than you. Like, <laughs> And if you don't believe that, you don't understand who you're up against. Yeah. Um, so 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, so that we, or 2 Corinthians, sorry, excuse me, 2 Corinthians 2.11, uh, that we would not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his designs. Mm-hmm. This idea of like, 
oh, he's smart, but we can be aware of yeah. what he's up to yeah. so yeah. that when you get to Ephesians 6, it's like we're putting on the armor of God. We know what we're doing when we step yeah. on the battlefield. There's crafty. He's a deceiver. There's lies. There's deception. It looks great, and then you kind of mm-hmm. get into it, and you're, you're tricked, you're fooled, you're duped, yep. and we have to have our eyes open yep. to those schemes. Yeah, there's a reason the f- armor of God in, in that passage is all defensive except for one, right? Yeah. And that's God's word is your offense, right? So Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do we do that? How do we not fight against flesh and blood? I mean, I think in the current cult, I mean, the current climate is, uh, we'll just go to politics right away. And you can say, um, whoever's president, whether it's the last one or this one or whoever it is, um, and just constantly railing against their policies or their cult or their uh, their personhood or whatever right instead of going for the worldview behind what's driving them they go to the office or they go to the person or they go to this and then they say well we can just vote them out and vote somebody else in well you can but there unless you deal with the worldview issue you're gonna have the same thing again yeah so ashamedly so i think christians we don't what's the the song on the radio uh, this is another country music reference. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got in my bag. It's country music song. Um, no, it's a song on Christian radio. I fight on my knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to sing it. Yeah. Um, we don't engage in prayer in a wartime mentality. We we pray selfishly. Mm-hmm. We pray for. Mm-hmm things we want to see in our family. And I'm not saying don't pray for mm-hmm. those things. Cast all your cares because he cares for us. But seeing prayer more as the way that we fight. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes we can go like, I'm going to vote. I'm going to rant. Mm-hmm. I'm going to like, tri-. and it's like, have you prayed? Mm-hmm. Have, have you like sought the power of God to accomplish? Because there's more going on than just that issue. There's a spiritual reality behind that. Well, and have you asked what those passions that are driving you to rant or whatever it is, whether it be sports or whether it be politics or whether it be just decisions your family has made, like what could that possibly be distracting you from? Mm -hmm. Could it be possibly distracting you from something? Could it be hindering your sanctification? Could it be revealing where your heart is actually at? And I think you can sniff out spiritual warfare and all those topics of like, where is your heart? And I come back to, am I glorifying God yeah, with yeah. it? Yeah, that's super important because I even think of little things like um, like when, I think it's in Peter when he says, uh, your, your husbands live with your wives in an understanding manner or your prayer life will be hindered. Mm-hmm. It's like something as small as that can like hinder your prayer life. So yeah. think about other distractions and how that's hindering your prayer oh, life. Oh yeah, there, there is such a connection between the practical and the spiritual. I think of even 1 Corinthians 7 where he's talking about marriage and he's saying, to a husband and a wife, like, hey, don't, don't take too much time off of sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do, make sure it's for prayer, but come back together. At least you be tempted mm-hmm. um, to fall into greater sin. It's like mm-hmm. there's living in the rhythms of healthy marriage, healthy rhythms of reading your Bible and prayer and all those things have spiritual significance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think the Bible is so open and honest about the reality of spiritual battles and how it flows out of you know, regular temptations, sexual temptations, addiction temptations, food temptations, and we just ignore it. We just ignore it. Like, we don't associate that with being a spiritual war. We don't realize that. I would say Satan's out to kill you. Mm -hmm. He wants you dead. 
Um, and in that, he is destroying your body, destroying your mind, and destroying your soul. Yeah. Though he might not kill you practically. We are quick to see the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I just really love Culver's. You know, it's it's Culver's, you know, not a big deal. And it's like, what if it was gluttony? What if, like, you're running to food for pleasure mm-hmm. that, like, your pleasure is meant to be found in God? Yeah. And to your point, Genesis 4, like, sin's desire is contrary to you, mm-hmm. but you must rule over it. You know, like, yeah. wow, there's a lot more underneath the surface than what we actually give our attention to. And I it shows totally up in every don't. day. I think of James chapter 4, and we use this so much in gospel shepherding here, is what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? <laughs> you desire and you don't have, and so he goes to the extreme. So you murder, you covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. So there's this desire, there's this spiritual warfare that's happening in your heart, which is the reason why you and your wife fought over whatever last night. Mm-hmm. I'm still thinking about Culver's. Hey, pretty good. <laughs> we had it Sunday. That's why it came to mind. It's like three in the afternoon. All I had was a salad, and you had to mention Culver's. Butterburger. Come Butterburger. on. I think we approach Sinful spiritual person. warfare like uh, arrogantly as well. You mentioned being mm-hmm. arrogant before too, where Jesus has already won. What more can we? What more can we add to His victory? Like we can't. We can. We can find peace in his victory. We can find comfort in his victory. We can worship him for his victory, mm. but we don't fight alongside of him. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a battle that's that's his. Right. Yeah, for sure. You're right. <laughs> oh, I, I guess I have to comment. I always forget like we're recording. <laughs> we're just, Matthew had to get up and sneeze. He did a great job I appreciate of not it. making that loud. Try tried to get away. Appreciate you not sneezing on the <laughs> Tried to keep it quiet so no one would know. <laughs> yeah, you're looking, why are you saying this? Here we Sorry, are. Just my face you, is red and there's no one watching. Bringing you into the room with us. Uh, I don't. Have you guys read Screw Tape Letters? Parts mm-hmm. of it, yeah. From C.S. Lewis. Um, it's a fictional rendition of um, you have a chief demon writing to his nephew. Is that right? Mm. Who is Screw Tape or Wormwood? Wormwood's the yeah. It's, the letters are too screw tape. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah, so Wormwood, I think, or something was the uncle. He's writing a screw tape. He's kind of the understudy demon, and he has somebody he's like assigned to that he's trying. And just like when you talk about the schemes of the devil, when we think of spiritual warfare, I know it's just a fictional book, but it's such creative insights into the tools of the enemy and little things that, uh, you know, well, don't lead him not to hang out with those people. Occupy the time with this or you know get them distracted by this and for so many things it's like innocent things that are tools in the hands of the enemy when we Mm -hmm. think of spiritual warfare i tend to think of like i don't think anybody in this podcast is tempted to like worship the devil Mm -hmm. but you're probably tempted to watch way too much netflix and not open your bible Mm -hmm. yeah and to see that as like you're losing a spiritual battle and you just got duped Mm -hmm. and the enemy's laughing we, I don't know if we have that perspective. Well, and isn't that an amusing thing that the devil or Satan or demons or our heart, wicked hearts would use? Good things that God created, and we just twist them. You know, what sin is there that is original? None of them are. They are all good things that God created and said were good. 
and he comes in as a deceiver and he makes him malicious. There's nothing wrong with fruit, but doubting God's word as being sufficient for you, that's a problem. There's nothing wrong with sex, but there's a million different abuses for what sex can be. And again, he doesn't show up with his pitchfork and a big scary monster to scare you, but he shows up in, I'll make him busy. They're too busy for Connection Group. Like, we're busy. This week, it's been so busy. We don't have time. But I don't think people see that as losing a spiritual right. warfare battle. Right. It's just, that's normal. It's life. Yep. And we miss the practicality of spiritual warfare. Yeah. I mean, sit back and consider, like, your life and the busyness and your schedule and, and think about it, like, now. I mean, just really wrestle with, like, how is it that every Sunday morning is terrible, getting to church, I'm there, I'm distracted, I'm angry, I'm frustrated. Like, huh, how many Sundays right. out of the last four have you been frustrated? And how many Sunday, how many times have you missed Connection Group? And like, what has taken that place? You know, you've been stressed, you've got that headache, your car didn't start, like, yeah. But Matthew, meet with a lot of people and say they're, how odd would it feel to say to them that I haven't been at Connection Group in over a month, I missed this, we've just been busy, and you're like, oh yeah, that sounds like a scheme of the devil that you've fallen into. Mm-hmm. How, would I mean, that just seem really weird? I mean, we're into the weird. That is the podcast. I think at our heart for <laughs> gospel shepherding, we wouldn't say it that way, but try to disciple people. I, realize I don't know. That's what I try to say. Checks out. We're a little more political in our wording. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, but trying to grow someone's heart, like you realize like you're trying to serve the Lord in your life and someone doesn't like that. Or, and your own flesh doesn't like some of that, mm-hmm. and trying to grow there. Like, this is a spiritual But I wonder battle. if we miss something by trying to soften the language mm-hmm. of helping people see, like, behind all that practical stuff is a spiritual reality. There is the prince of this world that has schemes, and his scheme could be very well to just keep you busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> away from yep. his word, away from his people, away from his mission. Yeah. And it's one thing to be like, yeah, I really need to manage my schedule better. And it's like, yeah, who doesn't? We need to grow. It's another thing to feel like, oh, I'm losing a spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. Not losing as far as like I'm sealed in the spirit, but right. I'm right. I'm being deceived. You're, yeah. you're, you're winning the war. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. you were in the game and now you're on the sideline. Yeah. yeah. Losing the battle. Still on the winning team, right. but... Yeah. Have and I if, mentioned uh, Gospel Pathway before? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've gone a few episodes without mentioning it. But there's this first one. You can go back on our records for uh, in Cedar Rapids and look at last May or whatever we started Gospel Pathway. And this, this treasuring God. Mm-hmm. And you see, again, like these subtle things that just, I'm busy or like, this is so much fun. I love to ride my bike. And riding my bike can be a treasure to me and it can it's it's that tension point again it's not spiritual my bike doesn't isn't the bible it's not an angel it's nothing there's no you know but it can be just right and it's not wrong to ride your bike correct. yeah yep. yep but it can take that place so easily it yeah. can just god isn't quite as valuable sure. i mean i never say that to you guys because i'm religious i work at a church you know? <laughs> i'd never say that to you but subtly, be like, yeah, yeah. I, I like this more. This this thing take this bike says to me, come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden. I'll help you burn off some stress. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, okay, here I come. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and you alluded to it before too, Jake, when you you talked about um, even how you feel admitting that you think teaching is a spiritual gift of yours. Like that could be a struggle for somebody to say, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take something that God has given me as a gift, but I'm gonna be conceited about hmm. it. Or, or why am I doing this? Nobody asked that question. Like, why am I going to this conference? Why am I teaching this class? Why am I doing this podcast, right? Is it, 
to make my name great mm-hmm. or is it to make God's name great? Yeah. Right. And just to be so sensitive. Or th- this was my big hope of doing a podcast like this and talking about the spiritual reality is that I think we're better off to be aware than mm-hmm. ignorant mm-hmm. and to see there's so much more going on in this world than what we can see. And I got, one of the most fascinating images of this to me is in the situation with Elisha in Second Kings where he's like, we're outnumbered. He's like, no, we're not. And he's like, Lord, open his eyes. And there's like, you know, chariots of fire ready for battle covering the mountains. And it's just like, oh, that's there. And you just yeah. didn't see it. And everything that's going on around, it's like, guys, we are in the middle of a spiritual battle that imagery of Daniel that we've talked about, of like, oh, it's coming. I was just, I was held up. And like, there is so much going on that you were in the middle of. And, and angels and demons, there's a fight for your worship, either to go to God or go away from God. And we just go through life like, nah, I'm, I got soccer practice, I got this. I get totally ignorant of like the present battle. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're worse off for it. Mm-hmm. I think it's you alluded to in our first episode here of kind of like talking about the force when, when you talk about the Holy Spirit. And just for clarity, I was saying that's not the case. Correct. It's not the case, okay. right? It's correct. But in case you missed episode one, yeah. go back. <laughs> in case, yeah, you need to go back. We're on number four now. But uh, when you think about the force, right, with Star Wars and all that, like this is so much better than that. Like there is another war happening and you should take it seriously. I'm not trying to like bring down your view of the spiritual warfare or what the Holy Spirit's doing, but like raise it up because that is just a myth and it falls short. Like why do they use the force in some of their battles, but they don't use it in some of their travel. I'm like, come on. Like if you just use the force, you could make this a whole lot easier. Mm -hmm. Like, but in the same way, Christians too, you know, like we lean into God sometimes if we don't view, you know, for some issue like we'll pray all day long for an illness but we won't pray all day long for some other temptation or battle that we might be going with Mm -hmm. but but still like we in a sense like that picture of the force like there's a greater thing that we have access to thing capital t h i n g (laughs) um you know that we have access to and we can lean into god our maker and he is so much better and so much more thorough and so much more powerful than any force could ever be. And it's not this equal duality. Like God, Satan is not God's equal. Yeah. I'm glad you said, because I think there's this, even when we're working through Revelation right now, there could be this image of like this epic battle's Mm -hmm. coming, Armageddon's going to happen. And it's like, no, it's like over, you know, God, there's no, there's no match for God. Like, it's not like, it's not a fair fight. Yeah. Uh, And we can, be like, oh, who's going to win? No, it's, yeah. it's... Yeah. My fear is that I'm going to blink when that happens. I'm yeah. going to miss it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shoot. Yeah. And we can take great comfort in knowing. But there is there's a battle going on. Christ will bring it to completion mm-hmm. at the words of his authority. But in the meantime, th- we are called to have a wartime mentality. Mm-hmm. Yep. We are called to put on the armor of God. Yep. And say it's that already, but not yet. Mm-hmm. Like Christ has already declared victory in his resurrection, but he has not yet returned. And so in the middle, in the in between, it's like, how do we fight? Like getting practical, how do we begin to fight yeah. this spiritual battle yeah. that we're in? Yeah. And I'll, I'll even make it practical, like um, a place where I feel like I really need to 
step up my game is just fighting for the hearts of my children. Like, mm. like we, we fight for our marriages, we fight for our kids, we fight for so many different things, but we don't see it as a spiritual yeah. battle, right? We just say, well, I should be a good father, so I'm going to fight yeah. for my kids. Well, maybe it's more than that. So let's go practical. How do you fight? Yeah, I mean, hopefully this is more obvious to people than it should, like, this should be obvious, but in community. Mm. Like, when we, when I think about when I'm most in danger, it's in isolation. Mm -hmm. You know, the sheep that wanders Mm. is just, yeah, ripe for the picking. But when Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, when you're in community, how much more likely you are to not be deceived Mm -hmm. because you have people that see your blind spots and have eyes on your life to like call you back towards obedience. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, to our Veritas people, it's like if you're not in a connection group, you are missing out on one of your primary tools in waging war. Mm -hmm. That's good. Right. Community. Mm -hmm. I think practically for me with my role change to doing campus, pastor in Urbana, you know, when I walk away from the word, I get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and I can think to myself and I would call this spiritual warfare. Like if I'm going to read my Bible for 30 minutes, that's wasting 30 minutes that I could be sending the email or making the plan or meeting the person. And all those things fall into line in my heart when I spend the 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. learning about Jesus. And what's crazy to me is you can, I can be reading part of Leviticus and find more peace than I would have found if I'm writing the email or trying mm-hmm. to connect with the person. It, it might not, I wrestle with Leviticus a lot, more so numbers, but um, it just, you know, it's not a practical help of like, oh, this is going to help in Urbana. We're going to start a priestly ministry. Yeah. We're going to start a priestly ministry and kill a bunch of goats. That'll be great <laughs> and weird. Um, but uh, we could make a podcast about it. But anyways, like it going to the Lord uh, just, aligns uh, helps things fall into place in my heart and just helps me know I'm not going to cause the change or create anything like he's in control yeah. it just resets my heart the father lies hates truth mm-hmm. so fight in community fight with truth mm-hmm. yeah any other practical ways you'd give our people how to fight I didn't say I just think in one word meditate like meditate on scripture um, but one that has been just profound to me within the last couple of years, uh, Romans 6, the first command in the entire book of Romans is consider. You also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies to make you obey its passion. Right before that, he's talking about baptism. Mm -hmm. And he's like, don't you remember when you were buried, like you were buried with Christ? Don't you remember when you came out of the water? You were like raised to new life with Christ. And if you look at the temptation of Jesus in Matthew 4, frequently we talk about, oh, how did Jesus wage war? Well, he spoke scripture back to Satan, and that's definitely true. But what happened right before Jesus was tempted? He was baptized. He was baptized. Mm -hmm. And he heard the Father say, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Like, there is something to be said of, I know we're kind of heading into baptism season, this idea of we can be resistant to baptism, it's uncomfortable, but it's like your baptism is meant to be a tool in your tool belt or mm-hmm. like a weapon in your yeah. belt to wage war on the enemy to say, this is what's true of my identity. Mm-hmm. I am a beloved son in whom God is well pleased. Yeah. So and as, there's a, the, the enemy is an accuser. Yeah. Um, so we have to be grounded in who we are in Christ, know our identity is the way that we, we fight. Yeah. 
And I think that's something for people that we shepherd continuously is to remember the faithfulness of God. You talk about remembering baptism and how many times in the Older Testament does the Lord through prophets or through whoever uh, remind the people, hey, remember Egypt, remember Egypt, hey, remember the Red Sea, hey, remember manna, like I did all that stuff. And I think remembering that in the dark season, perhaps of spiritual warfare or as it plays out maybe in discouragement, remembering that God has been faithful to you and he's still on his throne. You're the one that's variable. He's not. And that's as good. faithful as he has been, he can be and will be. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah one of the things that, that gives me hope in, in this kind of warfare battle too is just faith. Um, mm-hmm. Hebrews, Hebrews 11 is the hall of fame of faith, right? And it talks about all these great people who did all these wonderful things by faith. And then the author spends a lot of time talking about specific people. And then he spends time saying, and I would tell you about these people, but I don't have enough time. And then he said, then he stops giving names, period. And he's just like, all y'all, like, mm-hmm. you know, the world is not worthy of you. Like, yeah. remember that. You're not, you're not living for this world. You're living for a different one. Yeah. Having, fighting with our future, mm-hmm. knowing where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, guys, there's just been some really helpful practical stuff. Fight in community. Fight knowing the truth. You fight the father of lies with truth. Fight knowing your gospel identity. You've got an accuser. You need to know who you are in Christ. Um, you need to know your future that's been sealed for us. These are all wonderful truths that way we engage in spiritual warfare. Just living the Christian life, having a solid marriage and parenting and is a way that's spiritual warfare type stuff. Reading your Bible and reinforcing truth is spiritual warfare type stuff. Um, but I want to kind of just close with the truth. You get kind of two pictures uh, or maybe competing pictures of Satan. And one, it's like he's like a roaring lion ready to devour. But then in James, it's like this promise. If you resist him, he'll flee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, wait, are you a roaring lion or are you a coward? And it's like, I think of this, you know, a dog with a lot of bark. And you could be terrified, but at the end of the day that, like you stand up and that dog backs down. Yeah. There's a sense of like the enemy's defeated. And when you stand in your gospel identity and the truth of God, he will flee yes. because he's already defeated. But if you don't know the truth of God and you don't know who you are in Christ, it'd be a scary dog. Absolutely. And that might sideline you and, 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 and knock you off yeah. course. Yep. Um, So church, hopefully, I know we could spend a lot of time talking about this. We want you to be aware that there's so much going on in this world and just what you see. And if you're not ignorant to those things, if you're attuned to the spiritual warfare that's happening, that you would be somebody who um, is engaged, um, engaged in community, engaged in the Word of God, know who you are in in Christ, and that you would fight um, with every little aspect of your life uh, to steer your worship towards God. Uh, sound good? Amen. All right. This Amen. was a, a fun, fun four sessions to talk about. Hopefully this was helpful for you guys. Uh, we love you. See you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Veritas Equipping Podcast. If you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better, please reach out to us by email at info at veritascr.church and put podcast in the subject line.